0: Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast It's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, physical feelings... Uh, anything you're experiencing emotionally, time change, weather change, you know, what, uh, snoring partners, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to, to distract you from that. What I'm gonna do is create a safe place. I think I, I'll repeat myself. I'm gonna do that a few times and then some more. Uh, but I'm gonna do, create a safe place where you can set aside that stuff. I think I said that. I mean, how, the way I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, li- like I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm touching my, every time I try to make a point, I'm touching my fingers. It's just during the intro, but basically what I'm applying for, the position I'm applying for in, in this case is your bore friend, and it's that simple, your friend that bores you to sleep, and the definition of that is simple, it's your friend that bores you to sleep, that keeps you company. Like, I'll be here. I'll be here talking. Just picture me. You can picture me in a proper suit, like a proper English gentleman. Or, you know, it's, ch- ch- you know, like I've been described as Owen Wilson. You don't think I'm that chill, but I could fit, the, you know, I could method fit that role and come in and be chill. Or I could be your, your best friend for, from back, you know, in the kids' days on a tin can. Or on whatever that aim, you know, I could even do it via aim messenger and it would be via imagination wise. Though so I was partial to Trillion, which you could talk to. So you could talk to people on other messengers or to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you like to, to, to have your boyfriend. Like, but here's the thing. The boyfriend is like a good, your best friend, but without any of the obligations of friendship. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to feed me. You don't have to clean up after me. You don't have to keep me company. You don't have to wonder if I'm going to stick around. You just shut me off. It's that easy. So I'll be here sitting wherever you wish, whether it's at the foot of your bed, whether it's across the room, or whether you're just comfortable keeping me in this, uh, this, uh, speaker based system we're already on. And what I'm going to do is tell you a bedtime story. It starts, here's the structure of the show. If you're new, five minutes of business. That's how we keep the show free. And that includes credits and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, uh, intro, that's what we're in now, where I've tried to explain the podcast 530-something times-ish and never quite get there. But So it's kind of like a show within a show where I kind of set the mood, make you feel comfortable. You realize, okay, this is a boyfriend. It kind of comes over, just keeps talking. But the you know this is a great thing. I don't got to worry about. Well, when are you gonna get out of here so I can go to sleep? I can just you can just go to sleep. You don't have to listen to me. But just because I'm here to put you to sleep doesn't mean you got to be in a hurry or this should put you to sleep or it's supposed to put you to sleep. Or you're, so there's no rules or pressure on you. That's why I make the shows an hour. So you say, well, you fall asleep when you feel like it. I'll be here the whole time. your your boyfriend to keep you company. And if you can't fall asleep, I'll be here. I'll be giving it my all all the way to the end. Uh, To take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. In the perfect world, what I strive to do is make bedtime feel delightful. And though I don't always get there, you know, ideally I make bedtime not like less worse. You say, "Well, it's just not as bad with Scoots uh, rambling," and you know, it's it's not bad. That's why I call myself the Not Bad Boy. I'm not, not a bad, I'm not a bad boy. I'm a not bad boy. See, it's not bad. It's, uh, he's, he's, well, how, what's, how's the quality of that podcast? Not bad. It's not a, now what's a, what, could describe his voice? Ben, yeah, not bad. He's got his voice, not bad for a podcast. Uh, not bad at all. Well, what about the humor? Well, it's not bad. I don't know if you'd I'd call it humor, but it's not bad. It just kind of like a, I guess I'm, this is a, if, if this podcast were a, a, like a, a dish in a restaurant, it'd be some kind of soup. It, it's like after the soup comes, you know, there's always a soup of the day, whatever it is. Uh, I guess most of the time soups are pretty good though, where they say, Oh boy, this soup's good. So maybe I'm not the soup. Maybe I'm the crackers that come with the soup. Yeah. There you go. Like the soup of the day. I guess that could be you, maybe. I don't, I don't want to call you soup, though it is a great thing. You know, soup, you know, it has, it's, you know, it's, it's well loved. Obviously, it's got a stock, you know, that's rich in history and tradition. So you, you got a lot of stuff going for you as a soup. But me, I'm the crackers. You say, oh, yeah, they came with crackers. What what are those, saltines or the oyster crackers? Should I put them in? How's the soup? It's great. How's the soup with the crackers? Man, not bad. Not bad. It doesn't make a difference, really. But it gives me something to do, you know, so I can feel some control over the soup. I can crush the crackers. I could eat the crackers. I could dip the crackers. I could break the crackers. I can crumble the crackers. I could put the crackers in my purse or my pocket for a snack later. So it gives you... Is that why they give you crackers? So you feel... Like, why is it that it may, I guess with salad, you can, you put the dressing on sometimes or you can at least move it around on your plate. So you have some control over your salad, your entrees. Usually you have a little bit of control over those because they're, you know, you move it, you can move it around the plate. You can cut it you can, you can dip it if it has sauces, you could pick it up. If it's a sandwich type thing or burger, you could choose where to take your first bite, Where soup is just in that bowl. And I guess you could kind of stir the soup and, you know, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, suspend it or whatever. But other than that, I guess is, is that, is that me? Is that just me talking? And I say, well, or is it, who's the brilliant person? I said, well, we'll give, if you give them some crackers, then they feel like they have some ownership and control of the soup. And that's how we prevented the great restaurant rebellion, the great diner, you know, the great diner. What's a D word that, uh, I guess we stick with the great diner, restaurant rebellion. I think it would have probably taken place in a diner, though. Yeah, that's why we started giving oyster crackers because if we found it just placates the customers, you know, before that we would give them soup of the day and people would be, you know, mildly, they'd say, well, I don't know. I do this soup. I can all I can do is stir it and eat it. And if it's too hot, then I kind of get grouchy. But with the crackers, oh boy, now I'm happy as a, that's all it takes to, you know, the simple things in life. Uh, who 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 came up with this idea? Sounds like something Robert Caldini would come up with. You know, maybe name dropping, you know, influence science and practice uh, or whatever. My brother Carl's a big uh, Caldini. He thinks that's his name. Anyway, how, how do we get here? Should I say Carol Dweck's name just to put it in here? What's your mindset around, uh, why am I, why am I, uh, right, holy brain plasticity? But I think that is. I, I don't wanna over am I over analyzing these crackers with soup? And they say, yes, scoots, it's a salt delivery. Crackers and soup go together. And I, I do realize that, but I just wanna know why and this is why I can't sleep, but clearly at night it's a well why why'd you put it like uh, why like I'll be wondering why why'd you talk about those crackers? Well they'll be thinking about oyster crackers and then I'll be thinking about saltine crackers. So this is a podcast to take your mind off of that, whether it's soup. Uh, like, imagine if you got to think of the soup of the day tomorrow, and it's today. What's it then? It's not the soup de jour. It's the soup de, 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 de whatever French word is for tomorrow. I mean, I just know manana. That's like tomorrow morning, right? Uh, the soup, there's that Morning. The soup of the morning—that would be like an an egg egg soup. I don't think it well. I guess oatmeal's kind of like the soup of the morning or or cereal. And yes, my brain is a bit like soup and me Whatever that was—that's uh, another word I get mixed up. Whatever the soup was back when the earth was covered in oceans—it's uh, not miasmic soup. Though so I do have you know I believe me. I didn't get a minor in classics with a day. So to misuse me asthma whenever I possibly could. I, or, oh, no, I did. I am sorry. But anyway, so like this podcast to take your mind off stuff. I'm your boyfriend. Who brings you soup? Your friend. Who brings you soup, pointless soup metaphors? Your boyfriend. So that's an easy way. If there was a way to put that on the door, if you have a cold or something, somebody showed you say, okay, they have soup. That's a friend. Or a relative, but that's kind of like a friend. If they're bringing you soup, you say, okay, that person, he's coming through my phone. He has a, he has a misguided soup metaphor. That's my boyfriend. It puts me to sleep when he talks about soup. Almost like he could list soups. Like he's, he's been holding back for the past minute and a half of saying egg drop soup. And you know, he, he also has in his mind that, uh, the broth of the great, uh, uh, Chicken noodles, you know, the great chicken noodle broth, that color. Do they name any? Do, do, can you get that in a, like a paint store? You say, well, do you have a, a broth of chicken noodle? Thinking about painting my kitchen that color. Or maybe my living room. You don't have that. Well, how come you don't have that? That's it. You, you know what color I'm talking about. Right, sir. But we would, why would you want to paint your walls that color? I feel homey, you know, because you, why else? When I'm at home, I want to feel like I'm at home. And then I think I'm going to do the other room in a uh, mac and cheese orange, too. Do you have, do you carry a mac and cheese orange? Well, I don't know what kind of paint, what is this, Home Depot? What kind of paint store are you running? Like, uh, you don't have either one of those colors. Well, I don't want to tell you what color I'm doing. Like, uh, like I was thinking about, do, do you do you have anything in a hot dog? Okay, what about peanuts and crackers? Oh, boy, I guess I got to start my own paint business. Oh, you're, you're calling the corporate office. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I was thinking about getting invested with the Crayola, the Crayola brothers or whatever they were called. I think I did a podcast opening about them a long time ago. But anyway, so that's your boyfriend. Your boyfriend tries to talk about soup, ends up talking about paint. And then honestly, he thinks about what room would I color it? Uh, chicken noodle broth. You say, well, how do we sell paint called chicken noodle broth? It'd be like you don't have it sell itself. uh, The color of home sticks. The only paint that sticks to your insides. Uh, Mac and cheese, orange. Mac and orange, we could just call it. And uh, yeah, hot dog and hot dog on a bun. You could have maybe just hot dog. You're right. We will think of one with hot dogs, but I think the first two are good. So that's it. I want to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. I don't want you to feel any pressure to listen or to fall asleep because I'll be here to keep you company. If you're new, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. uh, But I hope it works for you. Give it a few tries. and like Because I've been there. I've been there sleepless. So that's why I make this show. And that's why I say this every episode. I'm glad you're here. I work really hard because uh, I really yearn to help you fall asleep, so thanks for stopping by. Right, hey everybody! So this is the last episode where we're gonna do a run through of uh, where we're gonna do a run through of uh, Superdolls stories and kind of the uh, background uh, and making and making of or the notes behind it, kind of like a recap review. And like if you want to see the notes, just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. And there'll be a free post there that you can look at the PDFs uh, of all the show notes, which uh, patrons get uh, anyway, uh, but I'll put them up there for free. And uh, so we'll talk, we'll see how, I don't think we'll get through every episode, but we'll start with episode six. uh, And let's see. So, you know, I do these all in steno pads, and this was 17 pages of notes here. It says... uh, Uh, So the first day I'm trying to, you know, just trying to come up with ideas. So uh, it says positive, perfect world, negative, in touch with the body, power, action taken versus punitive or unreasonable, assertive, motivated by anger, justice, uh, good limits and boundaries, uh, openly ignore feelings uh, of others versus passive-aggressive. Uh, less self-conscious, fully live life, fun-loving, inhibited. Impulse with uh, new prospects or something, projects. Impulsive with new projects, scattered and distracted. So I don't know if this is from an Enneagram or what. Uh, fear situations, uh, speeches, big, uh, positive something, sales. So maybe somebody in sales, no, they don't like alone time. Analytical versus in- intellectual and arrogant, uh, persevering preserve something versus stingy, sensitive versus stubborn, wise versus distant, objective versus critical, perceptive versus uh, what does that say? Versus unassertive, unass- uh, self-control versus uh, no idea, gooji g- 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 in a relationship, uh, be kind, and perceptive, open-minded, trustworthy, or contentious, suspicious, withdrawn, negative, on guard, against being engulfed. Starting to sound like me. Slow to communicate, hard to do it clearly and succinctly. Oh boy, this must be whatever Enneagram I am. Uh, guilt around being defensive or know-it-all. Pressure to socialize or come out of the shell. uh, Watch people with less uh, uh, wit or skills succeed because of their people skills. So then I did a double line. So I said, so far we have sales on guard against being engulfed, watching other success uh, via social skills. Then I have another new idea, analytical problem solver. It question mark, uh, IT, no, IT. Like he gets forced from IT into sales. So this is Flex's backstory of his own company by a business partner or something. Like it, it opens with him making an it crowd joke, uh, in a twist, uh, like from the TV British show, it, it crowd, uh, talking about sales and how he got forced into it and suggesting, uh, to go for a government contract, maybe? Question marks? Not enough desperation. Uh, so I didn't, It wasn't satisfied. Like he has to be forced into sales with no help and slowly or quickly sinking because of his failure to master sales. So what does he need or want? Uh, and then I just started brainstorming so to get out of sales, to use sales to get dot, 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 to be sex- successful at it. To stretch, uh, but he it does so past his breaking point. So I was like, "Oh wait, so some kind of training, uh, like program, like uh, corporate coaching—is that what he's selling?" Uh, but it has a technical aspect. Why is he forced to, to do sales, or does he choose it? Question mark. So then we had this other thing being absorbed by something, some kind of blob or data blob. Does he work somewhere that there that there's an IT service sales pitch? But then he realized it's true and a real thing, a fake blob versus real blob or glob. That's when I said, oh, wait, it was silent D, globbed or glob. And I was like, okay, maybe that's a thematic thing, a real blob versus a fake blob and can't sell versus must sell. So then I tried my first story circle or, uh, you know, I said uh wants out of the company, but he's trapped. Uh, uh, they are faking the fake, uh, semi-fake data uh, glob. You will, you're the only person who could sell it and uh, save the company and, and then get out of the business. Uh Old data being sentient. So sell it to this new government and prove you are... uh Liar? I don't know what that says. A yar? Uh, then he gets arrested, uh, uh, and he's in a cell. They come back. The blob it, It's theoretically possible. What would you do against it? Uh, then the blob could be real. As soon as he starts uh, messing, it's real, physical uh, stuff. No way to interface with this thing except uh, direct contact. It absorbs him. No, he absorbs it. Uh, we need some kind of ongoing sponge uh, theme. Then I it takes on the globed and wins, uh, does he get some kind of uh, like uh, like uh, something on an old company, or does he get uh, trapped again? Old boss, same as the new boss. So, open with a meeting, a CEO type. I realize that uh, when X-Corp, uh, uh got uh that last contract, a lot of your colleagues left, or when we lost that last contract, maybe. Oh, X-Corp's their rival, I think. Uh, but I'm here to assure, ensure, assure you, and I, I said, what's his name, Philip? I, I, I don't know. And I didn't found this company to make money on lucrative government tra- contracts. <laughs> uh, we created it to protect the data infrastructure and the underlying foundation of our economy. And with that, we are the only company equipped, the only company even aware of the greatest uh, trouble for cybersecurity. Uh, to like, so I have said these words: we got to get rid of security. T H R E A T. And then the business versus says, Phil, Philip, tell him about the blob. And he it says, No, it's a globed with a silent D. Actually, It's not silent though. Globed. Uh, it's a data blob, it's a collection of discarded code spillage that's become sentient, it's theoretical, uh, it's theoretical no longer, it's become something only we can confront, but uh, only if our government, in its wisdom, sees fit to offer us a contract uh, uh, to defend it. Uh, then post-meeting, like, they're arguing, what are we doing, saving our company? I'm doing my part, no, 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 now you have to do yours. mine. Yes, sell the globbed, the globbed. It's largely theoretical. There's no way to prove it's real, and to say it's a uh, uh, to say it's trouble. you can't sell a globbed with a silent d the The d's not totally silent, he says uh, we can't prove it's trouble. We don't uh have to. He, his partner says we just have to sell them. On it, uh, to the, uh, something committee. Uh, you can use globs of data, but then just stress the blob part and, uh, that's looming and, uh, something analytical who can, like, uh, something you can just dr- dr- stop it, that we could stop it if we get the thing. Uh, then the next scene takes place at prison. Armstrong, you remember, because he's Flex Armstrong. Uh, it's a little joke, uh, but he, he's very typical. He's Philip Armstrong, but uh, uh, very typical. Goes to meet with some guys from the new government, and they're like, 10 years ago, you were something-something uh, of misleading. And uh, we've been reviewing your theoretical data, and we had some questions. Uh, Could a glob to become a blob? And then they said, the globbed, wait, is it real? And then they don't answer. It became real? But then he's curious. He said, what do you mean blob? Like a physical form? And then off of their looks, he says, uh, wait, the globbed uh, like, uh, became some sort of organic uh thing. We read your novel. We have reason to believe the globbed did too. So he's got to really, like, that's a, just trying to fit in a joke. Or silly stuff, not even a joke. Wait, my theorizing—like uh, uh, my heroin caused the glob to become a blob. Uh, your theories, your own data leakage, maybe the spark that created the glob to, that led to the blob. Uh, so, no, we need you to undo the damage. Uh, then we cut again. Like uh, it's like the end of that scene. Uh, to doing dealing with the physical blob from the outside, nothing works. He's arguing with the military who does not get it. Uh, the fact that it's really a data glob, uh, what does that stand for? Anything with a si- semi-silent D? Uh, go- no, I'm trying to figure it out. A global latent O pooling of data. Uh, general and hackers, we can't just attack it from the outside. We have to get in touch with it. Uh, to communicate, uh, the hacker says uh, there's no way to interface. It just absorbs everything. And the blob's headed towards the city that Flex really cares about, where his employees and friends are. And so he wants to save it. Uh, something reminds him that uh, uh, that's kind of his fault. Absorb, I have an idea. Uh, if I can get in there, maybe I could get a signal out uh, via some, some experimental waves equipment, scuba dive, he, he talks to a scuba dude, uh, when you get in there, curl up in a ball and then slowly stretch out. And then I have two lines that say, Hey, make sure to do a time check here. So then, uh, so he's, he flexes inside the glob. It's like a dream, fuzzy filtered light sounds, data chatter, what are you made of? Like a uh, data in 90% water? So very little mass. What? How does the glob absorb or how does the flex absorb? Then I have a star. Uh, I need the ongoing uh, sponge metaphor to pay off for this to make sense. Uh, maybe something about dry skin too. Uh, like open, he has always absorbed ideas and things. And then I talk about the sponges life cycle. Sponge absorbs, open-minded. You learn to just absorb the info, then sell, sell, sell. Then dry and leathery. What, where, what for this? Uh, or skin, dry, you know, being, maybe his dry skin helps him. <laughs> I was just trying to figure, what was the, what, what was the organic material? Was it a dry skin? Uh, so those are just playing with ideas. Or is it more of a sales metaphor combined with his soft skin? So the example for the data cloud is like the real life of a sponge, and it's real body mechanics or biology or something like that. And then I did some research, and I put a star, because I'd read, wow, sponges are channels with jelly between layers of cells. So my mind was blown. And then I did one last... Uh, uh, story circle, I want to leave, I need to save my company, practicing a speech. Then a CEO meeting, a speech, tell them about the blob, it's a glob, like a sponge. A uh, theory, or not theory, example, like skin and water, not too dry. Sell it as a blob, a real blob, and uh, save the company, then leave. Uh, then in jail, your government believes... Uh, if a blob was theoretically possible, how would you deal with it? It should pool somewhere. Yeah, then we have that the blob is real and coming after the town, headed to the HQ, some sort of device, organic interface, uh, using cell as data comms. Uh, then the blob wa- won't be uh, by... Uh, conventional means, you have to go inside to interface with it. Then he gets the idea, overly nay, to save, dry it out, and absorb it, concentrate it through his skin. only way to save it is to dry it out uh, and and absorb the concentrates. So that was episode six with Flex's backstory. I think that's everyone. Oh, wait, did we do... Let's see, so we did uh, Flex, I think that's everybody's backstories. So then I have episode 7 the first one with character, or like we're at the super with them as a team again. Uh, professor analyzed and criticized minds overdeveloped, overstuffed, superior, feels physically inferior, inferior can be snarky, overwhelmed by people uh, around grand physical presence. Uh, gnaw, gnawing insecurities can be a massive, whatever that word is, uh, needs escape from, uh, pure, fi- from his mind or from their mind, pure physical situations, uh, versus some release from limitations and mirage and embodies family. Cleopatra, like, would be brought in a rug to Caesar, theoretically embodied fantasy. Enrichment in in what lies hidden, enchantment in what lies hidden, offers what life lacks—a thrill, giving it. So this was something I was reading to try to get my ideas flowing, giving into temptation like liquid, fluid, ungraspable, lures like the sea, a, a, something in pleasure, a, a, a diversion and pleasure. So an enemy team: siren and professor versus super dolls. Uh, What do the val? What does the team want to draw them in? And then, uh, oh, the like, what does the the antagonist want uh, to draw them in and take what is left? Uh, They need more, so a double draw. Like the siren part is uh, to get their attention away from something. So, what do they need from the super team? It seems like the siren would draw them. And the professor would catch and steal their powers, but really they do try to steal one of the nag-issued tracking implants out of one of them. Uh, They do not realize it has been taken out until they leave, and then they get back to base, but they're locked out of their base. And all their devices have been shut down, so they're locked out of the base, can't communicate with one another or Nag. Uh, This is the first mission since the new treaty. So since the last season and since they can't communicate, they face, uh, the old pre cell phone dilemma. If a person goes and leaves, how are they going to get back in touch with them? Where, when will we meet up? Uh, locked out of base with no keys. How did this happen? One person finds uh, the computer mission implant, uh, I was trying to get the story circle going, but it wasn't going. Uh, mission against great professor locked out of base. Okay, still don't have it, but this is just page six. Uh, are they in the base or out of the base? Uh, the the villains. Uh, what do they want? Uh, the set nag against the heroes, seeing their impersonators, but they must want something specific. Uh, some kind of beacon to contact and lure. Uh, someone from outer space as a siren and a professor—that makes sense. Siren and professor draw a super doll out. They get into the base. They lock them out. and they have uh, have nag and the superheroes go to uh, back and forth. Uh, they find a device to contact outer space. Uh, they steal. They plan on stealing some outer space tech and then, you know, not do, doing right by the people they take it from. And then they'll conquer earth or top, or stop super dolls from stopping us uh, tricked and turned against one another use the weakness against one another beyond nag uh, what do they what could they want so I'm still trying to figure out everything really uh, base under control uh, and then you know they they were they, they, the good guys win. So a professor's weakness is a lack of physicality. So an offer of power, sensation, vigor, vital uh, dominance over others. And the sirens of weakness is being ignored or being forgettable. Uh, carbon man is there, hot and cold. I put, uh, remind me of hot carbon man's powers. So outside, o- opens outside the base, a drill, a drill team... Was split up uh, to deal with the issue. Half went deep into the earth and uh, to deal with mole people, while half went in to stop a mountain that was tilted, you know, to, to doing a leaning tower thing. So, Electra's calming people, Flex is catching debris, and Nine is trying to restore the gravitational balance. In the earth, we maybe we hear some mole people, ice protection, water cooling. Uh, Somebody like riding a giant worm. It's Omaha. Mesimaro at the ready. A giant mole barely uh, nicks him. And then uh, something shook off. As they head out of the hole, the rest of the team's waiting for them. They all head back together. They were under the mountain. Flex, we need to get back to base and track the flying mole. So that's a Molot uh, 2000, and as they clo- get close, electro detects something's wrong. They stop. The shield is still up. Shut it down. Uh, computer, shut down the shield. We're 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 locked out of the base. Uh, after our first mission, like we're locked out without our keys. Exactly. All right, call Nag. Our computer communicators aren't working. Uh, try. Okay, stand further away from. Me. Okay, I can still hear you. Okay. A whisper, they're trying to see if their intercommunicators are working. Nope, not working. Okay, we should split up. Uh, just go tell Nag. But yeah, without communication, how are we going to meet back up? Uh, how could how could people find each other? Well, how about a meeting place? Well, how will we know when you're there? This is impossible. I would never find one another. Electra detects Nag uh, debating what to do. They think they're imposters of Superdoll. She plays out their thoughts. They're going to uh, use our weaknesses. They're not going to use our weaknesses because they don't think it's us. Uh, uh, so they use conventional stuff. Uh, so we need a bug screen to camo us. And who and what did this? Oh, and then they say, okay, what about the moles? Uh, it could be the professor. And they say, okay, we're not alone. We need to get into the base. What about the uh, back door? Well, the Nag made us shut that down. Okay, there's a back door to the back door. Well, it's protected by the base defenses, but can we get in? No, but we could get close and maybe access some sort of kind of computers around the base to see what's going on, or the monitors around the base. A spy in the base? Yeah, there's a remote uplink uh, for what? For Nag to watch us? You didn't have a, 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 a expectation of reasonable privacy, did you? So then they go and they watch in the base and they report back, it's not good. A professor and the siren have infiltrated the base. They're pretending to be locked in and that there's a team of imposters out there. So siren's playbook, Mez and Omaha and Lick uh, create an illusion of our team. And then right before Nag comes in, they do some kind of water bug portal away. Or a water bug portal, <laughs> Right, but uh, keep nag chasing and uh, if you run into any trouble, uh, run away. Uh, what are we gonna do? Well here's what it looks like in the cross. It seems like they're trying to use our deep space relay to contact uh, something and lure them here. but uh, so blinky that uh, so that they oh they're like they're gonna run into an asteroid belt on the way here. So it looks like they're going to steal the weapons from the spaceship and then use the Macaac Earth, uh, using the mole people, maybe. Uh, there was, become becomes stack, there, there are no mole people. Okay, we'll redirect it, we need to stop them. So, Electrocarbon 9 and Flex, uh, what's the plan? Uh, stay in the base where it's safe, uh. Uh contact the uh outer space people, wait for them to crash. Or they're coming up with ideas. Take the weapons. So they say, hey, Flex, how about you cut off the signal to outer space and we can figure it out uh, When, uh since then they won't come because uh, they won't be getting a signal. Because uh, have they seen these outer space people before? No, it's just a theory. Okay. Then we have a chance. So then skip to the base with the professor and... uh um, siren, uh, something uh, alert, something, and I think that was it because this look. The next one looks like from eight. Uh, detail, like little rituals. Uh, mesmerize them, dazzle with spe- spectacles. Uh, more and more building, gifts that leave their heads spinning. detail, colorful objects. People prefer to focus on little details and see the. Then see the big picture. Uh, yes, yeah, so those for me. It's a feast for the senses. or sensory deprivation. Little rituals, barely noticeable. Uh, led on a sensory journey by like antagonists or by nag or politician. Uh, they're, they're, they and we are one place thinking, and then it turns out really. Or could it could be some kind of training, like so humans or supers do not fall prey to seduction, like a competition where one group of new supers who is bidding for next contract uh, to be the treated super team and then the other team with remnants from the past like Piano Lab and the or Piano Lab and the Jack Rabbit uh this super team has their act together, so they have the perfect method to impress the judges. Uh, where Superdoll team does uh, second. Uh, so they're dealing with their individual coping defaults, uh, worry, anger, paranoia, uh, versus prepping as a team. How do we make this non obvious? So all the quirks are on display, so some theme related to feelings we go to when we're in the face of superior beings, uh, better looking, stronger, more successful, taller, funnier, uh, the new heroes are also like no pressure. We're from alternative timeline. Yours is being, yours is bending towards. Uh, so we came to try to keep you from bending that way. So they come to save us. Even Nag says, "Why can't our current team of super save us?" And they laugh. Uh, clearly they can't. Uh, we can't know why, but we have our guesses. Uh, they just might not be suited skill wise. Or talent wise, or humor wise, uh, we suspect their inferior teamwork is so up our focus, lacking physical abilities. That's kind of hamming you know. If Your low test scores all add up to uh, wholeness. That's less than the sum that it takes to save Earth. Uh, so the Superdolls might have, but maybe the Superdolls have an advocate on Nag who loves them or a strong voice on their behalf, who pushes for a competition. Who is this other team? So we have Piano Lad, but now Piano Lad's older, so more like a Liberace character. Then we have Ace, who was once the Jackrabbit. Now is just Ace, uh, kind of on a motorcycle. Uh, then we have Mr. Insight. He can see seven steps ahead, or twelve steps behind. Madam Firecracker, explosive-inspiring... And dangerous, Madam Firecracker, so that's her tagline. Uh, Rescue, when in trouble, you know who to call. Uh, Rescue. Uh, Human or robot or a variety of rescue vehicles. Rescue is all these things and more. Rescue is rescue. Uh, It's a freaking Transformer. I don't think we used that in the episode. I don't know, did we? You know, because I forget who loves uh, Transformers Flex or Mesmero. So then we try to story circle every, something, Earth Earth's heroes, uh, future, something to Earth, uh, some possible outside trouble. Is there some warning uh, that worries, uh, nag, and then the team superhero shows up, and they're like, we're better equipped to save Earth, and then Superdolls are like, no, we are, and it's like, well, who is better to help? Let's have a competition, does uh, Nag let the new team know that we'll call you in? Win lose is tough not to make obvious, I said, because Superdolls win but lose. Uh, they're given public win, but the other team is hired. Uh, we must do horribly boring and painful team building exercises and training. Or is the alternate timeline offset or is the alternate timeline still looming? Well, this has 25 pages of notes here, so maybe this is two episodes. So, so still trying to understand NAG's new framework uh, for what should be involved, or prepping for an upcoming hearing with NAG's treaty board, or are they dealing with some kind of uh, fill-out? where superheroes no perfect and not perfect heroes? Our job is to save Earth at all costs. Not perfect, being perfect. Uh, still understand what we have to do with job creation and economic slumps, They're blaming us for unintended consequences, and we stopped the gold bug. And Electra insisted on making sure all the gold was returned to the people of the descendants of the people who from whom the gold was taken. Uh, They start to feel irritated with the public, complaining about how they get blamed, and no one appreciates them. And they're set up to fail in the eyes of the public and nag, blah, blah, blah. We need to focus on our talking points and our feelings. And then, uh, Nay has a hall of hearing, healing, hearings, uh, going well, like post or mid hearing. And then I, Mr. Insights, uh, I have a command to add a, a comment to add. And he just stands up. Am I in time in a trench coat and a hat or? Has the turmoil already uh, started? Spun out of control. Goldbug, there's a lot of crossing out here. I was trying to work on stuff. Uh, Who's a Nag advocate? Oh, uh, Minister Shelley Buckle kind of talks him down. We have our heroes, and uh, you seem to all you seem to have is imagination. And then they say, "No, I have insight." And pulls off the coat and the hat. WTF is a super? Mr. Insight, I'm from the future. Our future? Well, possible alternative timeline. Your universe is bending towards. I came with a warning, an attempt to save, you know, everything. Wait, has there been any trouble? Uh, Yeah, there's with gold? Yeah, oh yeah, it's already begun then. You'll need my help. And then the advocate, Shelly Buckle says, Our heroes will stop it. Just tell them what needs to be done. Well, in our timeline, your heroes are the ones that uh, triggered the problem. What? Uh, did what did happen here? A lack of foresight leads to a lack of, due to a lack of insights? Uh, then other NAG council members get involved. What is your proposing? My team of heroes are already here to save you from the steep, dark timeline you're on. So then I did another uh, story circle. Stop, Goldbug. Uh, Uh, but once again, Earth saved, equal and opposite law applies, uh, uh, how to solve the aftermath. It's going to get worse, and then my team of heroes can help with no pain, uh, what in no way we need a new treaty. So then there's a hero showdown to get the new contract, uh, there's infighting, uh, we have to lose to win. They're not heroes, uh. But they're fighting over uh, what's best for, for humanity. Who the super dolls? Uh, the other heroes are way more concerned with uh, uh, being heroes and protecting the human. Like there's no humanity in team in super team. They say, but we, it ends with we have to get more training. Mr. Craigerson, as soon as the opening, we're still trying to understand what happened to the gold, Elektra. Well, the symbol as returned to the rightful owners. Uh, this is just mes Mele- Flex, and Electra. Flex actually was not that simple. It only seemed simple. Mostly gold was taken generations ago. So in order to find the descendants of the uh, original owners, I had to create a premium uh, profile on one of these descendant tracking sites. And then I had to create an automatic uh, searching algorithm. It got tough deciding who the proper descendants were. It often involves creating a database of global laws and traditions and giving them a weighted average. Then treated, tracking down each person. Well, it got almost impossible until we added magic, VMS Morrow, a magic algorithm. Uh, so it was not quite supplemented by magic. Yeah, this causes Gregor syndicated and not happy. The gold was not yours to distribute. It was for a new nag to, for the benefit of everyone. They're like, what's a new nag again? Nations rich worldwide by the nation affiliated with government or something. Well, nag was better magical, almost simple and easy. Okay, you devastated the nag bug by uh, floating these, uh, they were distributing the gold and uh, something. Well, we defeated Goldbug, who was building a giant gold scarab, a uh, gold dung beetle, whatever. It would have been uh, trouble. It would have wreaked havoc. And it's like, wreaked? And they said, geez, I don't know. And Craigerson's like, this is unacceptable. Then Minister Buckle, Shelly Buckle steps in. Your behavior, Craig, Craigerson, is unacceptable. Uh, Please treat our heroes with respect. The council's ready to see you in the forum. It's a reverse forum. The public's in the middle. The councilor and the speakers are on the outside walking around in circles. Maybe a case of bad design. Uh, they're trying something different. Plus, uh, walk in circles to encourage new NAG citizens to walk in circles as well. So in they in the circle mid-conversation... I don't understand what uh, we have to do with job creation, Mez, who, who, who are you to call me a lagging economic indicator, an example of an economic slump? Uh, and then they're talking about the unintended consequences. Then I shows up. So I said, just go back to the I said, circle to and Just use, use the dialogue from the earlier notes. After the deep, dark timeline, Minister Bucko closes with uh, this is the best help uh, elsewhere. Then we have the pre-presentation with Superdolls still arguing about who's best suited to pr- present. And I guess the goal of this scene would be to express subtly how Superdolls are more concerned with protecting humanity. And all of their infighting is about how to do that versus how uh, to be more heroic uh, and uh, popular. So pre-presentation, they're talking about uh, stuff and... Uh, they start to watch other presentations, classically trained in music and heroism, jujitsu. Uh, Flex, I have that slide deck. I had to have a slide deck joke. Uh, it's not really a good joke either, but uh, they have slide decks in the future out there. I don't know what they call them. Uh, maybe they call them something else. Uh, what if I had some magic to the slide deck? Uh Lick starts to run through it, lots of dramatic backstories. They're looking at the other team's uh slide deck villains and forces have, they've defeated. Did you know the Magic School Bus Woman uh, tried to take over? Maybe some other Mesmero joke, put a note, maybe. So they are just a great super team, but they're looking to take our jobs. Have, have they said anything about the future event yet? No, they're being c- careful about that. Okay, what do they want? They want to save us from some unspecified future event. Oh, their last presentation is a demonstration of their teamwork skills, like some kind of synchronized diving and swimming with powers. Is there a pool in there? Well, how are we going to top that presentation if we don't know what we need to stop uh, a I put blanket approach? Uh, They seem to be using that pretty well. A great team, good at everything. Complementing powers, so that won't work. Uh, Contract workers, maybe we could hire them as part of our team, and then when the crisis is averted, they could just go back home. Electra will return to this idea later. I don't think NAG or they're, they're interested in that. We could lose to win. What do you mean? I don't know. I saw it on a poster or shirt once. Uh, and then a high voice like, let them save humanity. If they're, Okay, so then it the seems like, well, if they're going to save humanity, like, they're actually heroes. They're like, well, we'll take Splay Second Fiddle. Electra says we lose, humanity wins. Uh, any other ideas? Well, save humanity first. That would be tough since they know what's coming. So she goes in to just ask, what do they really want? Uh, Stunned silence. Uh, What if we hire you as independent contractors, contingent on the fact you return to your universe? And they all laugh. Uh, No? Well, then why are you here? Well, because we're heroes, uh, the greatest, uh, no offense, collection of heroes of all time. And Lick comes in and says there's no humanity in Super Team. And the mess tries to help. They accuse him of being from outer space in the future. And then they kind of talk about uh, a team of supers. Maybe in the future we're served by a team of supers. So it, and then I, I, that was all the notes I had. So I must have had to improv at the very end. So that's eight. I'll run through nine really quick. And then I guess the other one's... Uh, I guess two of the other next two didn't really have extensive notes anyway. So, unhappy, unlucky, emotional infection. Infection can stir across emotions, make people more alive, but leads once pulled in, you can't get out uh, like a cooler. My pre-Hollywood downfall idea, like this somehow becomes like a religion Stems, stems from inward instability that radiates outward, drawing trouble. Don't try to help get away. Protected by looking at actions and their effects. World not, these are all just ideas. Reason, do not take pity. Do not be, uh, enmeshed. Uh, they will not change. So, some kind of group led by a cooler like figure. Who was, who wants that? Uh, They want to rationalize the sullen. This could be their uh, public uh, persona. And the leader's trying to fix the problem of sullenness uh, by directing it, uh, as he did for himself, a.k.a. what he did for Hollywood. Because he, like when most studios, uh, the studios never recovered, but, uh, you know, he would do the failures for the studios. He sees himself as a director and collector of the sullen, but his power uh, is a threat to nag. Uh, so what's best for humanity? How does supers, uh, feel about negative people and energy? He wants uh, their energy in with something contextualized and concentrated and directed. Like the nag's going to try to, an empty doubt. He sees it as a curve, a cure, not as a cure, but as a solution to uncurable negative energy. Uh, problem is what is truth? Uh, NAG sends them to stop, uh, deal with this. Uh, so open with staff meeting at HQ. This is not only a threat, Electra's idea, but a rare chance to rid our planet of a huge number of negative mean people. Electra still, since we're just uh, relocating them, we're essentially giving them what they want. So it's not really a moral ethical issue. And I was like, well, this could be this more subtle do we need negative people? Uh, then we have a uh, story circle, base, uh, something missing, uh, activity to set, assigned to deal with uh, uh, the nation led by the leader, uh, research, observe, uh, join in. Are the members happy? Is that too tropey? Uh, What about uh, countries without negative people could stagnate? Does someone fall in love or what complicates this and add some subtext or morality version? Uh, Not as simple as it seems. The answer is to redistribute negative people and embrace them, which sucks, (laughs) Uh, they must embrace their most negative and uh, mean members and let them have space to be, you know, unhappy. Is there an extra switch with NAG where we already are inside or had NAG had its own negative plans to take over the tech and take, get rid of the leader? So it's like, okay, it opens with a Toastmasters meeting. No, no, Boastmasters meeting called to order. Electra, do you understand the rules? Carbon Man's the Timer, Toastmasters, Electra. Mess gets to talk about Transformers, or somebody talks about E.T., Harry Potter, but who? Nine. Everyone's a critic, back and forth. Call comes in from NAG, we have a call, and now all the arguing has impeded my ability as Toastmasters to close the meeting. Applied for nation-state status, call with Mr. Buckle, we need to call you back. Uh, uh, she gives a recap. Uh, flex, uh, something on history. Goodwin is an interesting character. Before the dissolution of the States, he played a unique role in the movies, entertainment business. This was a time of franchise blockbusters based on comic books and animated toys or fictional sp- space stuff. Bah, uh, somebody says, a uh, business to fail. Uh, he 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 had a business to fail to protect the franchises and the directors and the actors and everyone involved. Well, what does Nag want? New Nag, we'll, uh, call, you NAG, we'll call you Nag. We'd like you to uh, move them off first or, you know, get rid of the leader and return everybody to their own nations. Uh, if you ask them to move, no. Well, kind of. Uh, it's been uh, complicated. What about moving the leader offers? Uh, what's Nag's concern? They're based on this group's based on negative energy. And when all the negative energies gathered together, it's unbelievably powerful. Electra cuts off this conversation at some point. We'll look into it. We need to get more information about the group, direct observation. We could go in undercover. Not all of us. Who's most likely to uh, join a a group, uh, like that, uh, Lick, 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 Lick. Mez, Mez, mes. At first I said Mez, and then everybody said Lick. What about, uh, Carbon Man? No, he's brainwashed already. Electra or Mez, uh, so Lick in Omaha. I'm used, I don't, I don't understand why it's a Lick. Uh, I want you to join the group and see what the city... Oh, Lick, because he's so negative, that's why. The city is much like any city. Old Rust Belt, uh... Uh, then you see the uh, montage of them in the classrooms and me- um, re- Mesmero raising his hand. And Oh, this is magical. Neg- ne- negative energy must be transformed to be discharged. Omaha in a line mumbling to herself, I don't have any desire to be a box filled with negative energy in your circle. Oh, yes, hello. Uh, happy to take my turn. Then another montage of, uh, sending missive letters, heckling people, uh, learn to loathe what you love, uh, that's Meriton montage 5. Then a call to the base, uh, then a, a speech, a big speech about the sullen, where the length could depend on how much time we need, then Mez gets called on stage, uh, affirms what the dude said. Also points out the possibility that, uh, the swinging of the pendulum in the states in the old world. That was the downfall. It could have been the discharge of negative energy, the banning of trolls and critics as a reaction to the oligarchy and um, by banning all meanness and snark. Uh, what we've learned is the world needs you. Oh, so this is somebody speaking to the sullen. Everyone's in total shock, uh, your petty comments, you're dragging down any striving people. They may not know it, uh, but uh, for a somewhat free society, uh, we can't make it without you. Uh, your negative energy is being wasted here. Return to your families, return to your communities. The world waits with thirsty anticipation to drink up your uh, <laughs> negative stuff that's so good. Uh, everyone comes alive, Omaha, it gets terrible. Uh, for a second, mess freezes and then gets, uh, yes, so let me uh, hear it. Uh, the crowd comes alive and uh, says, save your negativity for when you return. So then I did a story circle. Toastmaster meeting uh, with uh, critics of rides, mess gives up. Simon comes in, negative leader, the sullen, the cooler in Hollywood research says something this could be good what is ethical undercover join up see what it's like Uh, something sullen speech mes idea has solution negative is necessary everyone dislikes this idea and has to convince them instead of us uh leaving them in isolation except uh, the outside of us uh Scarlet letter compromise Unhappy infection of the sun that pulls every everyone down his speech What if Icarus' father had a better job? There would be they both would have escaped and the world would have been uh, had flight or oh, what if he had done a better job? So then I have some just, uh, bullet points. So masters, boastmasters, licks idea, but forces electrophile rules, uh, d master, assignment, who's a leader, simple, just investigates, uh, what is this groove and what are the, what's the trouble, uh, lick undercover with Omaha montages. These people don't seem to be doing anything wrong or even anything bad. Uh, they're just negative. Then the suvers and, and nag, well, what do we do? Keep them isolated, take them off planet, capture a leader. Mez, can you uh, keep the peace as temporary leader? Uh, but uh, I must uh, challenge the leader. But nag only wants to uh, weaponize the group's negativity. No, they want to capture it and, uh, store it, uh, and use it. Uh, during the debate, Lick has already challenged the leader and must take on all the negative energy. Uh, then uh, teamwork saves him and they, uh, they spread the negativity around. Flex realizes that the, uh, countries without negative people have really suffered. As Lick makes a speech echoing this with a nag, uh, and the countries don't want the people back, everyone's glad they're gone, but we need them. How to get uh, something, societies to take them back? Well, what's your biggest uh, fear with negative people? That the right, uh, Lick, that will uh, let that one sink into you. Uh, so if we could return them with a mark like a scarlet letter, well, but not so obvious, like a pin or a ribbon, not one, uh, no one would go for that. Uh, well, what if it uh, was a badge, uh, a negative? Uh, the where they do wear their negativity as a badge of honor and courage. So uh, let's call them realists and say they are doing us a favor. The realist ribbon. Well, what color should it be? Burgundy. Uh, was it just isolate them but among people? Hmm, it's a solution. And that was the end of that. And uh, so that's the end. Of, I think this is enough running through the notes. Uh, so uh, yeah, but if you enjoyed it, let me know. And uh, good night. Okay, I want to thank uh, hi Marissa, Deirdre, and Windsor. Uh, Bear Trap, our buddy, thanks, thanks and good night, thanks and good night, thanks and good night. Melissa H to the J and Sleep Phones, thanks and good night. Uh, Vic, uh, Victoria K, thanks and good night. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, thanks and good night. Uh, Seamus, uh, thanks and good night. Ellen B, thanks and good night. Uh, Steph Groupie, thanks and good night. Andrea K, thanks and good night. Clara, thanks and good night. Nadia, thanks and good night. Tales, talks and trivia. Talk tales and trivia. Thanks and good night. L, thanks and good night. Heather, thanks and good night. Matt P, thanks and good night. Nug, thanks and good night. Obercada, thanks and good night. Melanie W, thanks and good night. Brandon, thanks and good night. Uh, Jane M, thanks and good night. Sweet P, thanks and good night. Alexandra S to the Z, thanks and good night. Judith, thanks and good night. Owen, to the S, uh, Joanne's friend, thanks and good night. Marissa K, thanks and good night. Uh, Lenny, G, thanks and good night. Liz T and the Hedgehogs, thanks and good night. Jennifer B, thanks and good night. Uh, Tori, thank you and good night. Uh, Karina, thanks and good night. Uh, Canvas Hate, thank you and good night. Uh, Charity, oh, Sherry, thanks and good night. A.K. Allie, thank you and good night. Uh, Sally, thanks and good night. Uh, thanks and good night. Texas Beck, thanks and good night. Kathleen, thank you and good night. Dawn Marie, thanks and good night. Amy, thank you and good night. Uh, Julie, uh, Julie A to the F to the W, thanks and good night. Dustin J, thanks and good night. Ellen B, thanks and good night. Dr. Ryan, thanks and good night. Sophie with an F, thanks and good night. Uh, Robert M, uh, the doc, thanks and good night. Uh, Trent, thank you and good night. And your wife, uh, Justin, thanks and good night. Jessica K, thanks and good night. Catherine L, thanks and good night. Coffee, right, meow, thanks and good night. Elizabeth Z, thank you and good night. Uh, Summer G, thanks and good night. Uh, MC, thanks and good night. Uh, Vanessa Nectar, thanks and good night. Michael R, thank you and good night. Kelly B, thanks and good night. Wilford Brimley, thanks and good night. Uh, Belinda, thanks and good night. L to the F to the Ogle, thanks and good night. Emily M, thank you and good night. Tiffany, thanks and good night. Ozzy, thanks and good night. Danny C, thank you and good night. Kim W, thanks and good night. Sally C, thanks and good night. Corn Tortilla, thank you and good night. Good Graces, thanks and good night. KK, thanks and good night. Laura L, thanks and good night. Lou, thanks and good night. Bethany, thank you and good night. Jill, thank you and good night. Leslie thanks good night Harold at paw print thanks and good night Mayan thanks and good night Leslie thanks and good night book versus movies thanks and good night terrible thanks and thanks for asking good night. Tara thanks and good night Jeremy thanks and good night Sophia with a P to the H thanks and good night Taylor thanks and good night Maggie L thank you and good night. Maggie G, thank you and good night. And that's it. Thanks and good night, everybody. Thanks to Be Like Babs and all all the rest of you out there sharing with the show. Thanks.